The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. The beginnings of our world are set. The beginnings of our characters are set. Let's get started with our adventure. Join Mora, Cletus, Jamie, and Victor as our GM Joe brings the characters together to face their first challenge. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online at iTunes. Of course, if you like us, go ahead and give us a good review on iTunes. It helps others find us. Find us on Facebook, too. That's where the majority of our interaction with our, our listeners, I was going to say viewers. We do have viewers. We're on YouTube. You can find us there as well. But the majority of our interaction happens there on our Facebook page. Check us out there. We are going to go around the table and say hi and get a brief view of our characters as we get started back into our Dresden Files Accelerated game. And we're going to start with... Hi, everyone. This is Mickey. Are you ready for more uh, of the same? The the same. same. She is our... Hunting is the family business for Mora. Is business good? Business is booming. Good. But she also has to come to terms with the fact that the world is changing. Yeah. All around her. But her skills are still in play because she can MacGyver the shit out of anything. Yeah, and we learned that's because um, she spent a whole lot of time in a junkyard with her um, mentor. My mentor, Sheldy. JJ here. I'll be playing Cletus Bitshammer. Um, He is a... One of his high concepts is uh, Third Eye Addict Policer of Wizards. Nice. What does that mean when it Uh, comes to... uh, the way he lives his life. The way he lives his life is he is by the book to the extreme. Um, nice. Letter it, of the law, not the spirit. Pretty much. Rules as written, not rules as intended. That's <laughs> <laughs> lawful good? Uh, lawful, not necessarily good. Exactly. Because the lawful yeah, part lawful is neutral. the rules as lawful written. Neutral. Yeah. Lawful neutral would be probably the best thing, yeah. Cool. Who's up next, Mr. Kurt? Hey, this is Kurt, and I am playing Jamie Anderson. He is a son from a very old Southern family. Uh, Brother to Pamela Anderson. But he, uh, (laughs) while you can... That's going to stick, I'm sorry. He only runs in slow motion. (laughs) (laughs) Her boobs run like the wind. Uh, He can dress up well, but he doesn't like to, because he is a wealthy uh, woodsman um, who just is a marksman, loves to deer hunt, and Mm. bird hunt, and fish, and... Uh, stay as far away from the kind of social scene that you would expect, be expected to be a part of as possible. But he's got the financial resources to draw on from his family if or as needed. And he also has a supernatural connection. That's right. He is the Earl King's Huntsman. Cool. Chris. This is Chris. I will be playing Victor Bartok. I've labeled him the Tribulational Saint. Uh, a man who was born with a dark soul. But he's trying to make that right by becoming one of the Knights of the Cross. So he's trying to <coughs> fight the uh, the forces of evil, even though he's right on the line of becoming evil himself. Nice. And I am Joe. I'm the Game Master. And as usual, what that means is that I'll be playing everything that they aren't, <laughs> the, the players. Um, what I want to do is I'm going to be kind of typing up a note that JJ's character is going to get to start this adventure. Let's do a quick recap. If you, uh, the four of you could do this, a quick recap of maybe some of the questions we answered uh, in the last session, but finish up with where you guys are in downtown Greenville, South Carolina, while I type this up. 
Go. All right. So um, last session, uh, we mostly dealt with um, establishing some of the lore so that we can base our characters better. Um, it was mostly Kurt asking some of that. Uh, and we said that we were going to start in downtown Greenville. Um, I believe I said that my character was there because of the uh, abundance of children running around playing Pokemon Go. Um, and so I would just be hanging out, um, not in uniform currently, but I would be in khakis and a branded police shirt. So kind of in uniform a little bit. Kind of, sort of uniformy, <laughs> but definitely yeah. not uh, an authoritative figure of the law. That's as, probably as casual as Cletus <laughs> as it, gets. It, it really is as casual as Cletus gets. Right. We answered questions about um, our ties to each other, someone in our past that we were ashamed of, or something like that. Yeah, who knows about us. Uh, well, and then we had a, to come up with kind of a key confidant, uh, yep, the person who would know the yep. most about us, so that Joe can use that in the game. Yep. Uh, Jamie is going to start the session uh, having lunch on the outdoor patio at the Lazy Goat, which is a nice uh, Greenville restaurant uh, on the river, we River and River Place. Victor will be hanging out at the uh, Bank of America now. That's what it's mm-hmm. going to be because that's what the... Uh, the white court does has some control over, and he's trying to kind of keep an eye on what's going on, even though he's on the pay no mind list because he's not really one of them yet. Because he is a virgin. Yeah, a white court. A white court virgin. You're such a virgin. A virgin. And Mora. Yeah. We learned a little bit about her history, growing up in Western North Carolina, learning the lore from her mentor and teacher Shelby. Lobo. She's been in the area for. Off and on, just to check in on ghost activities, making sure that the supernatural is staying under the radar, not kicking up too much of a ruckus. She's in the area currently checking out the what we're calling the Troll Village, which is a small children's garden here in Greenville, near Reedy River. I'd say about two minutes from where the Lazy Goat is and about ten minutes from where the priest is currently. All right. Cletus. What's going on around you at this time? Um, I'm guessing some kind of rare Pokemon just showed up. Yeah. And maybe a Snorlax or something. And uh, all the kids are rushing to go and capture it. And um, seeing a mass migration is just... Yeah. Cletus just kind of chuckles and it's like, oh my lord. As... Um the group of kids rushes past you. At least somebody, at least one person bumps up against you, and you realize after they're passed and you're watching them that um, a small note on an old piece of parchment has been placed in your hand. I will peruse and it. And that reads, um, Cletus, you are charged with, with investigating and resolving a disturbance in Greer. Seek out Mora and her priest friend. The three of you are to find the Earl King's hunter and enlist his aid for this task. Um, and it is signed with a mark that you understand is Marcus's. Okay. Hmm. So how do I go about contacting Mora? You um, probably have her cell phone number. I think I have her last known address yeah. from when she was arrested just a few... <laughs> Very likely. Probably smoke signals, maybe. <laughs> it could be smoke signals. Um, and and to, to clear up some of the electronic <laughs> stuff, we talked about, in the, I think maybe in the last episode, on or off air, 
about how in the Dresden for super Dresden verse supernatural stuff messes with electronics. That's only going to be when it matters. When you guys want to contact each other, the phone's going to work just to get a yeah, party it would seem together. to be like when we're invoking right. those supernatural abilities. Yeah, and when if you wanted to take a picture of the bad thing happening, it's probably going to be a horrible picture with snow and lines through it, and you, it, nobody's going to believe that <laughs> it's, it's true. Film. That's part of the point. But if you want to contact somebody, it should be easy enough to just contact them. You would probably wouldn't be able to text me because I would imagine you would have one of those old school like flip phones. Oh yeah, minimum like a, <laughs> it takes a cell twenty phone. minutes to type hi. A cell phone can't handle his <laughs> yeah. magical aura, but a flip phone might work. And it's a prepaid because they're disposable because mm-hmm. you burn through them like <laughs> once a month. So I could say I could see you Don't texting me. Yeah. Like, hey, Mora, what's going on? I respond, I'm checking out this troll village. I don't understand what everybody's talking about. Yeah, these houses are creepy, but... No, like, like you, you get, you get like, two or three word sentences from me, mm-hmm. and then you're, like, responding in paragraphs, and I'm just getting annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like I, I text you, need to see you. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm down here by blah, blah, blah. I'm exactly. Like, I'm, I'm down here by the troll village she's checking talking, out these houses. She's talking to uh, her phone through Siri or exactly. Google Voice, and you're getting paragraphs, and you're typing three characters every five minutes. Yeah. So um, now that I know where she's actually at, I will uh, make my way to Under the Bridge okay. and go to the children's village. What, I mean, what are you scoping out there? I'm, uh, I've got my little spectrograph out okay. trying to... See if I can detect any supernatural activity in the area, kind of walking around and into the houses, looking up under the bridge, trying to understand, see if I can find any tracks. Got my little specs on, trying to see if I can have... So do you have, and I'm thinking this because I just watched a horrible thing on Netflix last weekend about like ghost hunting do you have all of this latest equipment like um seismographs and uh uh what is it uh, ghost um radios where it cycles through frequencies and you're just listening for supernatural stuff <laughs> any technology you want to make up that you might be using most of that is like you know bullshit that they put on well, tv yeah, yeah. for the kid for the kids for yeah. adults i do have like a, a me too i, I guess a, yeah. it's a, like a meter kind of like a guy go meet Guy go meter, like the thing, like the carrying supernatural. <laughs> yeah, like well, they, exactly. Yeah. We've got one of those to measure yeah. um, supernatural events. Stuff. Yeah, I've got little specs with a special coating that allows me to see any trace of ichor, okay. which is what is left behind when ghosts cross over from. Yeah. I've got my trusty <laughs> weapons. I carry yeah. two how guns. Do you, how do you conceal them? I've got. Those shoulder holsters? Because I assume you probably have a concealed weapons permit. Absolutely. Right. But you must conceal them so you don't draw attention. So, okay, bad movie reference. But remember Face Off? I don't. Nick Cage's. Oh, the dual, like, 45s. The the dual 45s in the back. back. That's what Uh, I carry. So, like, spring loaded Mm -hmm. shoulder holster kind of thing. And I carry a jacket, which is kind of conspicuous. I wear, like, a little jean jacket short to cover the holsters, but I'm wearing shorts and. Does it have a bedazzled unicorn on the back? Fuck no. Man, I would totally have one. <laughs> All right, so um, that's what Cletus uh, sees. <laughs> Made from real unicorn. Right? Made as he approaches <laughs> the little village. And by the way, Mora sees nothing of the um, ghostly variety. Yeah, it's, it's like she, right now yeah. she's thinking this place is a dead end. Like this is probably just mm. local lore. Yeah. All right, um, All right, so I have received a message from my superiors that you and I must seek out the priest 
that you encountered a while You're back. Always so serious, man. You got to slow down. Calm down. Relax. It's a beautiful day. All right. It is what's indeed. This Let's leave it beautiful. It is a beautiful day. <laughs> All right. What, what's this message you're harping about? I show it to you, and it's in you know it's in regular old script, block script, and mm-hmm. uh, essentially says that we need to find a priest. Well, and once we gather the priest, we need to seek out the Earl King's Huntmaster. Well, I don't have him on Lojack or anything, but let me see if I can call him, see if he's in the area. You know which diocese he's, he's part of? Yeah, there's only one that they could be referring to. So let me give him a call. Step away. You always mess with my phone. So take a couple steps back, and I'll give this guy a call. Beep, boop, 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 beep. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I call. Victor, what ringtone does Victor Bartok have? Uh, Four more. It would be The Barbarian by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, which is ripped off of uh, Bartok's <laughs> composition from back in the day. Nice. <laughs> we'll have to grab a sound clip of that at yeah. some point. Okay. <laughs> infringe on some copyright. Emerson, funny. Lake, and Palmer ripped off your own song. That's awesome. I like it. I'll just say his name from that guy. Uh, Bartok. Hey, what's going on? Are you near downtown by any chance? Perhaps. A buddy of mine just called me. Apparently, we've got to find... We've got something in the area we've got to look into. And why is this? Well, considering you know what's going on in the area, I think we should probably check it out. I don't know. It's been some weird things going on recently. Who's your friend? He's a friend of mine. Does he have a name? Yeah, Cletus. But don't call him Fitz. <laughs> That's his full name. <laughs> Cletus. Don't talk to him. Fitz. Fitz. Uh, <laughs> I can meet you in 15 minutes. Okay. Someone's breathing. Someone's down. breathing. I don't think it's me for once. It could have been. Anyway. Um, all right. So you guys meet up. I would tell you where to meet us. And where is that going to be? Just for kicks. Uh, for kicks, let's meet over by the stage. Okay. Okay. There's a, a TD stage down by the Peace Center. Where are you again? I'll be there in 15 minutes. <laughs> I love how mysterious you always are, Vicky. <laughs> Click. Vicky? Yeah. I like it. Uh, you got a nickname, Chris? Uh, uh, it's Vicky. <laughs> it's Vicky. So you guys meet up. Yeah. Um, and so we get there and we're, you know, <clears throat> sitting on the steps by the stage. And I inform you that uh, my superiors have, uh, good to meet you, Victor. Cletus? Cletus, yes. Cletus. Victor, this is Cletus. Cletus, this is Victor. Ooh, this is a good opportunity now to describe what your characters look like again. Okay. Uh, khakis, uh, some leather shoes. Uh, they, they look like they're on the verge of being dressy, but utilitarian. Gotcha. Um, and uh nice solid black belt um no actual accoutrement on it nothing hanging off of it uh but very uh he's on the plus side of wiry yes that's right um he's older he's in his looks like looks to be in his 50s um salt and pepper hair uh not incredibly tall not not anyone you would pick out in a crowd he's a um, great man not so much a gray man, just average. So average, he's boring. Well, that would be the gray man. <laughs> now, what about um, 
Uh, as a cop, does he still carry a weapon off duty? He does not carry a weapon off duty. Okay. Um, so nothing to signify he's a cop regularly. Other than the fact that he's wearing a branded polo. Right. So he's got the... Now, what, what police department is he a part of? Well, um, we can establish that. I, I, I guess... I guess it would be the Greer Police Department. Okay. Um, so he's got a Greer PD logo on his polo. Because I think I would be the uh, resource officer for the Riverside High School. Okay. That would be great. Oh, Riverside. Okay, yeah, that would be Greer PD. Yep. What time of year is it? We'll say it's now. We might as well start now. And this is yeah. uh, June, so we're, we're just starting summer, I think, right? We're yep. a couple of days into summer now. And you said you're older looking around what age? Because we need around to be fifty. Yeah, that old. Yeah. So then, how do we know each other from high school? Because you worked there. We, we, I worked, worked there. from your high school. I was a not from mentor being for you, not yeah. something we went to, to school together with. Fair enough. Okay. Clarification. Rewind. Rewrite. <laughs> Rewind. Undo. I'm Redo. JJ, old guy. JJ, old dude. And the thing is, it, it's not at all odd to see um, somebody that looks fifty in downtown Greenville. I mean. Exactly. It is normal to your point, yeah. Um, we have the full but, uh, age range. So, Victor, how are you in the know? Oh, oh before you answer that, I want to know what Victor looks like. Does he actually uh, wear the, um, gosh, what the heck is the name of the little white doohickey? I the can't collar. remember either. Uh, there's a real name for it. Yeah, I don't remember either. Let's, yeah. Alexa. <laughs> What's the question? What does a priest wear around his neck? Hmm. I don't know that. Well, unfortunately, Alexa doesn't know that one. Um, I'm sure if we had a better name Maybe for it. But the little white doohickey, that's what I'm thinking of. The collar. I, w- I would call it a collar. Alexa, what is the it's white called priest a clergy con- collar. Uh, clergy. collar. I thought there was a more technical Yeah, I thought there name. was a fancier thing. The white tab. Sorry, I'm not sure about that. You're okay, absolutely you. useless, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Known today as the Roman collar. The Roman collar. So... Uh, to my point, though, does he wear that? Did he not, show up as he, a priest? He, no, he did not. Okay. But he does have a, the black shirt, black pants, and a black jacket, like a suit. You know, he still looks okay. nice, but he doesn't have the collar. All right. Um, and w- what age does he appear as? Uh, late 30s. Late 30s, okay. And he's got the mustache goatee and the, like, the high and tight dark hair. Okay. Now, back to the question, sorry. So, um, you know, I reach out to shake your hand, and I go, how is it that you come to be in the know? The know about what? The supernatural. Let's say I was born into it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> say no wink, more, wink, say nudge, no more. Nudge. Know what I mean? All right. <laughs> hmm. Well, we are to seek out the Earl King's Huntmaster. I am told that he resides in the area. And we are to seek... Could you, did you actually type up the message? I did. The three of you are to find the Earl King's Huntmaster and enlist his aid for this task. And what task is that? You're to um, investigate and resolve the disturbance in Greer. So there is a disturbance uh, in near Greer. And the Earl King's Huntmaster apparently must be a vital part of the mission. Do we know what this disturbance is and who this Earl King is? Uh the High Council is no- notoriously vague. Yeah, the, the, the High Council is typically um, tight-lipped when it comes to mission parameters. They, they assume you're going to figure stuff out. They, they, they value uh, people who can MacGyver the shit out of anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to the point of a note, 
anything they would describe in a note would be, you know, bad right. for a general person to read. So gotcha. very vague, intentionally. They vague. write things so that uh, somebody picking up that note on the street wouldn't know what the hell it means. Right. Well, good job. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we have any idea who the Earl King's Huntmaster might be? No, but. You've got supernatural mojo. Maybe you could run a little uh, let's al- location let's also spell. Go a little bit back through questions and stuff we've talked about in the past. I was pretty sure that somebody knew something about Jamie, Kurt's character. Did any of us now, I could establish be a tie? Wrong. I'm looking a little bit through it, but you guys think about There's it for no a moment. About you not trusting him, but but that was something that we were something saying was going to come up yeah. later. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't remember anybody having a tie. I could check my Hunter's Network to see if anyone knows of an Earl King Hunter's Network. I could also do a ritual to seek out. Yeah, do a a location. Well, no, you can't do a location. We could could learn a game mechanic. Is that something we could do right here on the open? No, no. It would take about an hour for me to set it up. So there is a section in the book specifically labeled Ritual Magic, and it might be worth taking a look at that and thinking about it. In the meantime, though, to to your point, Mickey, from Mora, she has contacts, and mm-hmm. she has a network of contacts, and um, we had named one, th- her main uh, person, Shelby Lobo, may or may not be part of this group. However, um, if he isn't the person that you would reach out to, then you would want to figure out who that might be next. It says, well... I can pick the character, you just have to pick the name. Who I want to be. Yeah, who you're going to reach out to in your network. Who are you going to call? I'm going to call Ghostbusters. (laughs) So in the local area, there is is a hunter that resides in this area. He lives more in, like, the Anderson. He lives in Anderson, but he... Drop the dress. If you're talking about me. No, no. no. I'm trying to find you. Gotcha. So my contact lives in Anderson, which is about, what, 20 minutes outside? Not even? Outside of Greenville? Oh, no, it's probably 40 minutes. 40 minutes outside of Greenville. So now you can put it back down. Is that better? You're good. <laughs> yeah. um, so he's the local hunter, and he would probably know of any supernatural beings okay. that reside in the area. So okay. if this person's a hunt master, I'm going to call my buddy. Let's call so him. So someone has a registration list? Of supernatural people, essentially, essentially. Yeah. and the guys living in a trailer with a satellite dish. Maybe I shouldn't have moved here. Well, you said you're good at counterintelligence, so you should know the opposite. <laughs> what are we going to call him? Let's call Jimmy. His name's Jimmy? Jimmy. If you don't know, his name's Jimmy now. So I'm going to call Jimmy and say, "Hey, Jimmy, do you know of any?" Of course, his real name is Fitz. Don't we call, don't him, call Fitz. him Fitz. Yes, that's got to be a thing. Huh? <laughs> it is everybody's real name. All right, so. We'll do that. Uh, now, JJ, are you ready to read some of that? Sure. Okay, so we'll do that as that's going to happen pending this ritual thing. So go ahead, JJ. Give us an idea of what we're talking about for magic when it comes to ritual magic and how you might find somebody. Um, so I'm still kind of sort of reading it. Uh, so just for reference, if anyone else wants to find it, because Mickey has a book with this information. It in is it. page 169. 169. Ooh. Ritual magic is in the printed one there for you, Mickey. 69 plus 1. You know, 1 plus 69. 1 plus 69. We need to get some crazy ingredients or anything, or just say some words. How does this work? It's a menage a 2 plus 1. Ooh, 
right, so <laughs> ritual magic. How do you perform a ritual spell on page 171? Step okay. one, name the effect. Okay. Uh, so in doing so, I will say find the Earl King's Huntmaster. Okay. Uh, step two, describe the effect. Build the stunts and conditions you need to fully realize the ritual. Step three, prepare the spell. Step four, pay the cost. Okay. So, name the effect. Um, I think I've done that fairly distinctly. Yeah. Um, describe the effect. So, build the rules for the effect by combining a number of the standard effects from stunts and conditions. And combine as many of them as you need until you described all the facets of your ritual's effects. Okay. Uh, prepare the spell. Prepare the spell by... Uh, application of focus approach, although the GM may entertain suggestions as to the appropriateness of a different approach. Uh, entertain the hell out of suggestions. Um, the PC may be required to pay additional costs, oh, regardless of the ritual's outcome. Okay. Um, so then pay the cost. Uh, as the costs are dependent on the number of requisite conditions for the stunt. Mm-hmm. So um, costs kind of come down to, and this is on 173, accepting complications. Yep. So you, Time, your character has complications. Assistance. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's what we'll try and do. Let's try and flesh this out a little bit. In yeah. this case, it says um, you combine, combine a number of um, standard effects. Uh, you combine from the standard effects from stunts and conditions and combine as many of them as you need to. You have. We don't know all the stunts. We can make up conditions. That one's easy enough. But what I would say is to get this, to find somebody, especially as our first attempt at this, we're going to find Kurt's character yes. because we need to do that to move along. But to exploit how this may have a cost, um, what I'd like to do is in order for you to find somebody you've never known before, you need to know a little bit about them. And what we're going to do as part of that is we're going to use the information that Mora gets from her phone call to Jimmy, don't call him Fitz. And we'll use that as part of the information, but you will also need something that that finds a compass, a map, a something. I'm going a, a to component. need your cell phone, Maura. Man, the last time I gave you my cell, she grudgingly hands it over. <laughs> the last time I gave you my cell yeah. phone, you cracked the screen. No, you got I, I need you stuff. to open the, what is it called, the maps app. Oh, you want to see <laughs> Okay, right, stand back. Just as you're getting ready to hand him your phone, um, the screen lights up and and your ringtone for Jimmy comes in. And it's it's the ringtone. um, The the song is uh, You Can Call Me Al, But Don't Call Me Fitz. (laughs) Um, So Jimmy's calling you back. So pick up the phone and talk to him. Hey, Jimmy, what's going on? Um, Hey, this guy, this guy you're looking for, I think he's in... Greenville, and he's from an old family there, from what I've heard. Um, Andersons or something like that. Anderson. Which is funny, because I'm in Anderson. But anyway, uh, yeah, that, that's about all I can find right now, maybe with a few more hours or something. But there's right. some connection there. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Really, really. That helps. Thanks a lot, Jimmy. Did you find anything from the Troll Village? No, I think it's a dead end. I think it's just a bunch of creepy houses. No, I've got video to prove otherwise. We'll get together. We'll get together. Okay, i got to go back to Say right. hi he, to never, he never stays on the phone for more than 30 seconds. Of course not. Because then you could find them. Yes. Uh, and he's totally off the grid. 
All right, so according to Jimmy, the sky is in town. He's one of the Greenville people here, and okay, his last so name's Anderson. Does that help you? I believe it, could, I believe it should. Um, I now know a general location, and I have a name. Is, do we, we know for sure his name is Anderson? Jimmy's information's always been good, so I'd trust it. Okay. Um, so with that knowledge, I have a piece of his name. Where would you go to perform a ritual which is likely to... to, to um uh, bring attention. There is a bathroom uh, yeah. up the way a little bit from the stage, and um, I will uh, allow people to use it until it gets vacated, and I'll go in, lock the door, and do it on the floor in the bathroom. Okay. Dirty, dirty man. Go in, lock the door, and do it on the floor in the bathroom. <laughs> that would be a great title name if it weren't so long. Right. <laughs> That's what she said. Um so give me a little bit of what this might look like. Do you do any wizardy stuff? Because this will be the first time for sure that Father Bartok has seen you do something like this. Correct. Um, so I do do some wizardy stuff. Uh, I trace into the grime that builds up on you. public bathroom floors <laughs> um, a series of runes. Like when you walk, your feet just kind of... Yep. That's yeah. nasty. That, that, that grime. Okay. And I trace a series of runes in, and I start channeling my magic into the runes to cause them to start glowing. Where do you put the phone? The phone goes into the center of the, um, okay. the ritual, and it will mo- more than likely not survive. We'll see. <laughs> you owe me for another phone, Cletus. Uh, um, okay. So after a few minutes... Um, Actually, let me. Let me Would I'm, you like I'm me to roll a focus roll? Uh, we are okay. But what I want to do is, I'm I'm going to determine right now what complication is going to happen, and not change my mind after. Um. Um. So give me. I'm, I'm on page 173, taking a look at the ah, complications. On page there. 176 is a tracking spell, example of a ritual magic. All right. Well, we've already got it. <laughs> so that one we'll check out later. Um. In the meantime, you go ahead and do your roll while I'm thinking of what the, uh, the, the piece is here. What are you rolling and why? It's I'm, focus. My, I, my approach is focus, and this is uh, standard within ritual magic. Yeah. Now, one of the things that JJ had read out of the book earlier was the standard approach is focus unless you convince the GM to use something different. However, focus is his prime yep. approach, so there's no reason to try and convince me differently. So go ahead with your roll. And I've already set a level on this, which is essentially you're going to get it, but let's see how cool it is, because we can't not find Kurt's character. All right, so that is a plus five. Okay. As a plus five, here's what happens within the bathroom. Does that generate style? It does. Now, for me, though, I want to describe it, because I was thinking of how I might do this. Typically, I'd ask you to describe some of it. But what happens is while he's chanting and... um, uh, going over the, the maybe retracing the runes, the cell phones in the middle. Is it a large screen or a small screen? Like a regular iPhone it's or a, a plus? Phablet. It's a phone. All right. So you got a big, like the, the Galaxy Note <laughs> yeah. that doesn't catch fire. That doesn't catch fire. Um, oh, it is now. So that phone starts spinning very slowly to start. In the meantime, as he's chanting and the word Anderson crosses his lips, the lights in the bathroom dim and then come back. And after maybe 20 seconds or so, a couple of the, the lights above the stalls pop and go out. So the lights are just starting to, to explode. Um, and 
the cell phone itself lights up brighter than it should, and it's almost blinding, and it stops spinning after a few seconds, and it says, please follow the highlighted route. And there is a destination on the GPS of the cell phone. Oh, my insurance covers this. Let's go. It works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Your home button doesn't work anymore. My home button doesn't work anymore. <laughs> In this case, because of the plus five... Um, I'm not really doing anything particularly bad. Uh, there will be complications with the phone as we go forward, but it isn't destroyed. Not with a plus five for a shift. That's, that's too cool. Um, so where does the Maps application lead them, Kurt? So it would lead them to the outdoor patio at uh, the Lazy Goat, which is a nice restaurant that faces onto the Reedy River, uh, not far from where they are. The restaurant has a big glass front and then a side patio and it has a waterfall that's, a, you know, a, a man-made waterfall that cascades down onto River Place. And uh, cool. people are strolling by in front. And uh, Jamie I know is where you are. sitting there uh, having a glass of wine and uh, a lamb sandwich that's one of his favorite cool. things. So the, because uh, we're playing in real places, we're able to look this up as we go. Mickey was just looking up the Lazy Goat. Um, the, the, ma- the app... You know mm-hmm. how, like, whenever you arrive at your destination, there's always a yeah. picture of the destination. Yep. Uh, this time, it actually picks up with a picture of er- with uh, Kurt's character. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you get to see um, the the as you are closer, the GPS, the map app, actually speaks to you and says he's inside and he looks like Kurt. What does your character look like? Uh, right now, he's you know. Kind of mid to late thirties, mm-hmm. kind of uh, brown hair, wearing olive work pants, but like a little bit more expensive dressy work pants, okay. and a button-up kind of outdoor sh- short sleeve shirt uh, with a subtle check to it, and you know, fairly fairly good looking, but uh, relatively nondescript man just sitting having lunch by himself. So it's, the maps app speaks that to you, and then the screen shows battery low, and it powers off. I don't even have my charger with me. Damn it, Clytus. 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 That was weird. It's all right. Just don't call him Fitz. I don't know that you can say Cletus with a southern accent to make it even more southern. Cletus? 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 Ulcerative Cletus? That's your new name. All right. So you clearly know who to look for. And you see this guy in the location, as Kurt has described, sitting there, um, I guess, at a table for two, but alone? Correct. All right, so a trio of people uh, enter the Lazy Goat, and uh, what will happen is I will walk up and take a seat at your table and uh, introduce myself, uh, Cletus Fitzhammer. I am told that I am in need of your services. Are you looking uh, to book a fishing trip or a hunting trip? No, um, we are aware of a disturbance of the supernatural kind in Greer. Greer. Really? And I kind of look around at all three of you. This is probably a group that probably looks like they would be together to do supernatural stuff. (laughs) And this is something you're all aware of? And they shout at the devil. Correct. (laughs) Well, best out. They're also uh, too young to fall in love. I, I, I have been instructed too fast for them. 
that we need your special talents to kickstart your, your unique talents. We heard your doctor. Well, then we should probably go somewhere where we can discuss this. Correct. And, uh, Was that Motley Crue? I would uh, <laughs> instead of waiting around for the bill, I would just take out a couple of twenties, uh, leave a big tip on the table, grab a have a kind of a fancy but very rustic looking messenger bag that I'd sling Ooh. over my you know across my body over my shoulder and put on kind of a. Not quite Indiana Jones style hat, but I'm very sensitive to the sun. My character because he's outside oh, all the time, okay. so he's got so kind like of a, a hunting, safari you know, hat, a brim hunting safari yeah. type hat. It's a fedora. So it's almost a fedora, but it's like it's mesh vented. Yeah, it would be, right. yeah in the south in the summer. Yeah, it would be like yeah. a, a vented hat from Filson or something like that. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so everyone was part of that, although unfortunately Chris and Mickey and I were throwing out Motley Crue references while you guys were talking in the gaps, which might be funny. But in the meantime. Everyone heard the conversation. Now, how are you going to find out what is actually going on in Greer? This, and the reason I'm doing it this way is let's figure out an investigation. How do you guys investigate something? Because you've done it in the past. How yeah, do we Gre- do it Greer's in this system? No, Greer, I mean, technically Greer has city limits and then outside the city limits. In the shed where we play, we are outside of the city limits. We're in Greenville County. Um, and we are approximately five miles from downtown Greer. So we there is a lot of space in Greer. I don't know how many square miles, but it's pretty big. Hey, Cletus, aren't you? You're part of the police force. Couldn't you log in and search for recent re- police reports? The thing is, I don't know what to look for. Can you anything that's phone home and have the council give you some actual information that's useful? There you go. That's a good question. Yeah. I can now, see let's go into a little bit of the Dresdenverse stuff. How does it, a wizard actually contact the council? They don't. Because you don't, you don't pick up yeah, a phone. You don't. Um, right? It's typically like snail mail. Yeah. So the answer to that question of phone home would probably be... Not so I have to actually visit somewhere. Yeah. And since you are the local contact, you have no one else to visit nearby that would give you that information. No. What did the note say again? The note is, you are charged with investigating and resolving a disturbance in Greer. Seek out these people. Is it possible for uh, you to contact uh, mm-hmm. Earl King or something? I don't know how it works. Um, oh, who's Earl? I do like the idea because if, if there's a disturbance in Greer, then yeah. it should be a police report. Typically. Uh, depending on what it is, you know that the uh, council would not send you off on a mortal thing. Correct. Yeah, it has to be something above Does it come that. up on the mortal's radar, though? Yeah, that's, that's put the into question. A report. Yeah. So why don't we go over to the police station, the Greer police station, and yep. try to charm some information out of the local dispatcher? Or I can just access it myself. And what was oh. the th- or you could do that. What was the thing about the mice that we were talking about earlier? Uh, the, mi- the mice on Main or Sentinels, yeah. yeah. Maybe they would know. Do you guys have any contact with the mice? Because if you don't, then that's... Right. We don't know enough about them yet. Correct. Now, we could, mind you. We just don't yet. So let's go back to the police uh, station. You log in and see if we can find any recent police reports of odd disturbances. Something a little more than a cat stuck in a tree. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Look, look, look for signs of something that can't, couldn't be explained. Yeah. And, um, um, and Cletus is the IT department's friend because computers break when he walks by. <laughs> so they get to do work. Uh, I keep them employed single-handedly. Yes. So, <laughs> Cletus, your ability to get information greatly hinges on a contact that you have in the police department, since you can't type a whole lot on the computer yourself. 
who is the person that looks stuff up for you in the Greer Police Amy. Department? Amy. Okay. And what is it you are going to ask her to do in this case? Uh, any unresolved um, disturbances. Like, has an officer been called out, and when the officer gets there, there's no evidence of the disturbance? All right. Um those are my parameters. So she's going to do some looking. Amy's going to do some looking and get back to you in about a half hour. Okay. Um, and, well, Kurt just stepped out, so we'll give him a minute. But in the meantime, um, I'd like to hear the characters talk a little bit amongst themselves. Of course, I'd like to have uh, Jamie in here, too. But what you've got to get to know each other. Now, you guys kind of do already. But let's um, explore a little bit about characters learning about each other. So I actually skipped something when I did my initial meetings with these two. Okay. Um, the so first thing Kurt, I would have... Just so you know, we're, uh, I'm saying he's waiting about a half an hour to get information from the police department. I want characters to get to know each other better. So we're doing that now. Unmute, so, unmute your mic. So when I, when I meet people, um, like I said, I, I, am, I am all about using the third eye mm. and using um, my soul gaze. Okay. So whenever I shake someone's hand and I know that they're in the know, um, I typically always in, in start the soul gaze. Okay. Um, now, this can be a mutual thing or it can be a mind rape. <laughs> it's your choice. <laughs> it's your choice. Uh, and, it, and if it's a mind rape, then it becomes a roll off. Who, who has the higher focus right. role? Um, if it's a mutual thing, you tell me one true thing about your character. I tell you one true thing about mine. And we don't need to do it on the air specifically. We Not can leave it in notes. Right. Um, but mm. if this is like, again the same thing with with uh, Jamie, I would have done that on the initial meeting, and that would have also clued Jamie into the fact that I am also a supernatural being. Um, so it, it maybe would have kind of cut down some of the dialogue right. in an open setting. Right. All right. Gotcha. I, I, I fail to keep that aspect of my character in mind. So, um, so during the meeting with Victor, what would have happened? With, whenever I met your eye, would you have fought the intrusion or would you have willingly accepted it? Uh, I would have fought it. Because okay. I don't like people in authority. All right, so focus. Focus. It's a roll-off. There is another set of dice right behind your Mac. There you go. Let's see what we got. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I do I, believe Victor won. I have what a, is the higher... Who has... What number do you have for focus? I have a plus two right now. So yeah. yeah, I'm at three. Well, with the roll, I'm at three. Yeah. Okay. Vicky won. Yeah. All right, so he learned something true about me. I learned nothing from him. Ooh. And what about, what about Jamie? Would he have resisted the intrusion, or would he have welcomed it? I, I think I would have. Well, if I resisted, does that mean I'm trying to block myself from you? In other words, you're trying to pr- protect yourself from me. Right, yeah, then I would have. Cause I, okay. I would have known that I had the chance to get something back about you, right? I would have just known I was being... You would have felt me entering you, and you would have been entering me. <laughs> that sounds really. No, this is my like heaven. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we entered each other. No loop. Basically, uh, our minds become one for a split second. Like like a Vulcan, yeah, like a mind melt, kind of. Pain. 
I actually, <laughs> Classic I think, episode. Even though Remember. he's a naturally defensive person, I would think with you, you've specifically come to find me, and you're clearly people that I'm going to... I don't think I would have resisted it. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll exchange notes here in a minute once I get a notepad back from my wife. Okay. There are more. There's actually a yellow one right there on that shelf that mm-hmm. Kurt might be mm-hmm. able to reach there. Just take the top one off because that's from our Cthulhu game. And um, so we have options at the table there for notes. Okay. So um, Amy comes back with a uh, printed report for you because she can't give you anything electronically. She knows this because um, you just mess it up. Uh, she has you a printed report of a building um, on Wade Hampton, and I, I think its address is there. Anyway, it's a place that used to be a food lion that didn't last for more than a year. I think it was about a year and a half. Um, it was going to be a Whole Foods and is currently they're trying to change it into a Gold's Gym, but every time the construction workers show up, Something um, stops them from working, whether the power doesn't work or um, their equipment doesn't work when it gets close. Enough. Something just, and they've called the cops more than once because they think their kids playing pranks on their construction Vandalism equipment or something like that. Yeah, but so, um, they haven't been able to get in the building. It has been uh, vacant, not abandoned, but just vacant for um, uh, a few months. Sorry to interrupt, but can I ask? Since JJ and I are doing the soul gaze, yeah. um, is this? have to be something significant something true and significant and is it something that would not have already come out in our it would prep? not have it, it would be something you would be reluctant to share but that you might have already heard in no our game nope prep. not necessarily no okay well that's happening Can yeah. I flirt with amy for a bit sure how are you doing amy, sure. What's is going amy on? what is amy at the police department is she a dispatcher is she just a records clerk is she an officer a records clerk okay I would want to stay in Amy's good graces because yeah. I'd see her as a potential asset going forward. So Amy's working the front desk, and um, you guys are just hanging out in the lobby. But so, so she's just be there chatting with chat her. Too. She's behind <laughs> the bulletproof glass. And Do have, we, have you yeah. always lived in Greer? Uh, she's so a native. Do you, Amy's a native. Do you like your oh, job? Yeah. So, yeah. but you're kind of crazy. Get to meet all these people coming in with all their crazy stuff. Yeah, I bet you hear so yeah. all sorts of crazy stuff in this area. What's the yeah. craziest story? So like. Well, today there was this lady that came in to say that drugs were stolen out of her car. Get and out. they weren't stolen out of her car. Hell no, they weren't. But we had to put the report anyway. How she just wanted free drugs. How do you know they weren't stirring up? What's going on? Uh, because she's been in here with the same thing before. And she thinks that if she reports to the police that they'll give her some new yeah. drugs for whatever reason. I don't know. It's kind of stupid. That's what you're I gonna gleaned get from. Stupid Please. is as what walks through that door. I can tell. So Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to read this note. Hold on. Um, anyone else can talk? Yeah. So these are secret things that we know we don't share them with the table. The we don't share stuff. them with the table because it's just between you and I. It it's may come a, out, by the way. It may come out. It's a it's special secret. It's still a truth. It's just not a known right. truth. It's a special secret. Can you give me yours you first so I can see like what okay. type of thing you write, and then I'll give you one back? No. The reciprocal. Okay. But you want it first. Okay. I see how it is. (laughs) Who was this? That was to Chris. All right. Um, What I'll ask, if you guys don't mind, for those notes, either take a picture with your phone or type it and send it to me, one or the other. Just so I have it handy. You don't have to type it all out. If you just want to take a picture with your phone, send it to me, uh, text or whatever is fine. But um, that's going to help me because I'll just add them to my sheet for for notes as we go. Um, 
So Amy has given you that information, and that's as far as unresolved disturbances in the area. That's kind of the thing going on right now. And um, in addition to that, one of the pieces is they think it might be caused by the uh, new construction of a building next door. A, a new storage, a multi-level storage building is being constructed, and um, it's raised some more attention in the area. That's right next door. It's going to be a multi-story building, which um, is not common for that spot. And there are some of the locals are, are up in arms about, you know, you're going to block out the view yeah. of well, other smaller buildings. You're going to ruin the skyline. Yeah. So what you want to do next? We would have to go check it out, right? Do we all pile in the car? Do we all pile on in the, into the yeah, ghost who's, mobile? Yeah, who's going to be the driver? I assume all of you have a mode of transportation. Who's going to be the driver I would and drive. what are they going to drive? I would drive. I'd drive my Jeep. You have a Jeep. I Is it the four-door unlimited kind no, of No, it's Jeep? the old style. It's the Jeep Wrangler. CJ? Remember the, okay. the ones with the canvas cover okay. that you, you zip off? Could it be like really old school, like military, the thing could fall down, the windshield could fall down? The one that had to be retrofitted with seatbelts? Well, yeah, because um, my friend Shelby and I have retrofitted it and kept it modern, so I it like actually drives. But, so it's an old-style Jeep. So it's like of, an old C.J. Willis or something, yeah. old-style Jeep. All right. It. But it's got like the mod- modern accoutrements. So it's got would, like a CV radio. and. Okay. That, that would also make it so that uh, a lot of stuff doesn't die when you put Don't Call Me Fits in it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I learned it's the hard way. Very old school, yeah. No computer. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-86, right? 86, yeah. so it's almost EMP good to go, I guess. Mm-hmm. And there is a decent Dresden verse reference to that. Harry Dr- Dresden drives what? A bug. A Volkswagen Beetle. An old style, and he calls it the what? I can't remember. remember. It's the blue something. The blue bomb, the blue beetle, the blue... It might be just the blue blue beetle. And it's mostly blue. Mm -hmm. But some parts had to be replaced with uh, colors from other beetles. Mm -hmm. But the the point there being that there's very little electronics. There's sparks, and that's about it. Uh, He doesn't... I don't think he even uses the radio. I don't think it works. No, it doesn't work. The blue beetle. The blue beetle. (laughs) So a similar idea then where... um, where Mora has an old Jeep, mm-hmm. so she can bring around her supernatural friends without too many <laughs> yeah. problems. It's also Busted pretty inconspe- inconspicuous and has plenty of cargo room for my arsenal when I have to bring out the big guns. Nice. Okay. Um, so you find yourself up on um, Wade Hampton, which is Route 29. And Mickey, if you want to look up the area, if you look up Staples. Staples is across the street. Okay, I know where we are. Yeah. Staples... But if we want to uh, put a map uh, on your iPad for others to see. But it is right across the street from the Staples. There's a Sonic right there as well. And um, there's a Spinks gas station on that corner. And right behind and set back a couple hundred feet is a big building. It looks nice, too, because they built it for Food Lion. And then they didn't last that long in the area. So if you guys want to follow along at home, you, know. you would just Google Maps, which yep. is the app I happen to be using. Of course. No sponsorship happening right now. Um, so just look up Staples Greer, and you'll see that we've got Wade Hapton, which is a pretty major road here in the us. area. So we've got Staples there. There's a Holiday Inn and a Sonic drive through mm-hmm. And you said behind the Staples, okay. there's kind of like an empty no, area. Well, kind of, it's on the opposite side, so it's behind the uh, Sonic. So this big building between the Sonic and the Firehouse Subs, that building isn't labeled because, well, I guess in the real world right now, Gold's Gym is going in there. But we're playing it as Gold's Gym is trying to get in there right now. So it's a big building there. 
And when you approach uh, to that point again, there's a, a gas station on the corner, and then there's the um, Sonic, and there's a Firehouse Subs and what have you around it. But this is a big standalone building the size of a grocery store, and it looks two stories. It's a tall building. Uh, when you approach from the front, the parking lot is empty except for um, a couple of construction trucks, like pickup trucks, or the kind that have the, um, the big areas for cargo in the back, a couple of vans, and they have a um, contractor logo on the side. Uh, we'll call them ABC Contractors. Uh, nobody is there, and all of the tires on the vehicles are flat. I want to uh, utilize my third eye. Okay. Victor's going to hurry up and go run and grab a cherry lime made from Sonic. Okay. Grab me one too, Vicky. Sure. <laughs> I owe you for busting up your shoulder, I guess. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, snap. We're throwing shade so <laughs> early in the game. So I'm looking too that Jamie's the hunter here. How do you scope out an area that you might be hunting in? I'm just looking for Kurt to talk more. Yeah. Because he um, likes to say he talks a lot, but well, he hasn't I, done that much. Well, I've been writing uh, Soul Gaze notes over here with JJ. Ah, so, okay. And I'm typing them in so I remember them. Uh, <laughs> Kurt and JJ are soul gazing through notes. each yes, other's souls. We're looking into the depths of each other's being. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, usually what I would do is, if possible, get to high ground and then uh, scope it out with, you know, with specs if necessary. But if not, just uh, you know, work inside the side, high to low, seeing, seeing what I see. Anything that looks unusual, I look for movement. You always look for movement. So inside, it's just, well, it's daytime dark. There's a lot of windows on the front of this building. There are a lot. And you can see inside, and it looks like um, an abandoned grocery store. There's uh, um, aisles. All the shelves are empty. Um, the, the, anything electronic has been removed. Anything of value, I should say, has been removed. So inside, I would definitely make sure I'm listening very carefully because you often hear something before you see it. Um, do I hear? Do we hear anything out of the ordinary? Too um, much traffic noise background. You can tell. Uh, let, let's say you circle the building too, right? To take a look around. Um, you can tell the electricity is on. There is um, compressors outside powering some sort of cooling or refrigeration or AC or something um, that's on. And at the um, electric box where the meter is it's counting so there is electricity at the building Mm -hmm. but there isn't any you don't see anything inside or or on the outside that would indicate anything going on you come back with the pile of uh, i got i have four cherry limeades and uh, i've got a burger in my mouth and i'm <laughs> and it's Sonic that costs you like three fifty. <laughs> yeah, I'm, all, I'm always eating. I'm always eating. Right. It's the, the, the happy hour from two to four or whatever. Half yeah. price That's true. That's right. <laughs> and you know, you're about a half mile from Cookout. And oh, today's my cheat day. Yeah. Uh oh. Yep. And you're uh, only about a mile from Five Guys, so you're in the right place for satisfying cravings. And so um, we, I mean, we don't know what we're looking for at all, right? We're just looking. Well, service. that's the thing is, I, I um, so. Once in the parking lot, I would like to turn on my third eye and okay. gaze upon the ex-food lion. So as far as the rule for that goes, what does that mean? All right. So you view everything as a metaphorical expression of its true nature. Okay. Um, a mugger on the prowl may appear as a starving jungle beast or a firefighter may attain a seraphic semblance. Um the site ignores supernatural disguises or glamours and grants no guidance to the interpretation of what is seen. Mm-hmm. 
I can attempt to interpret what I see with the focus roll um, against there. So I got to get a plus two or better. Um, or the target's most appropriate approach, whichever is higher. Okay. Um, if I do use, uh, if I do attempt to interpret it uh, and I fail, I get a, a condition from the confusing, horrific barrage of images searing into my mind. Okay. So you get to see it, but you have to roll to interpret? Yes. Okay. Um, what you see when you use your third eye is, call it a collage of what looks like cemeteries and, and um, homeless places. Nodding isn't heard on the radio. Yeah, yeah not nodding. Nodding is... Uh Nodding his interpretation role. purely physical motion. Um, so I'm going to attempt to interpret what I'm seeing. Okay. And uh, Do you have to call that an approach? Yep. You, you always have an approach when you're rolling. And that is focus. Okay. What does this look, look like to the rest of us? You just like close your eyes, um, concentrate? My eyes glaze over. Like, uh, probably even glow slightly. And he constantly repeats, don't call me Fitz. Don't call me Fitz. <laughs> I'm going to take that over the third top. Eye. And yeah. this is my third eye, yeah. Now, Maura probably seen this before. Yeah, I have seen this before. But and for I'd others, this might be the first time. Correct. And I would yeah. whisper to Vicky. <laughs> I'm <laughs> perform an exorcism later, am I? Vicky, no, it's cool. This is just him tapping into this weird wizard mojo. It's been helping us in the past, so just let him be. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that cherry limeade, by the way. Did you get extra cherry? No. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Extra aid? (laughs) Um, uh, Before you count all that up, your target's a three. Okay, well, I got a three. Okay. You flipping dice there. No, no it, was that. it was two plus two I saw, minus. I saw that. We should tell the people at home what we're rolling fate dice. Yes. Yeah. Which have point. either a plus, a minus, or a blank on them. If you don't have fate dice, you can simply use a one, two, a three, four, and a five, six on a D6 to get the same result. And then you add up your pluses versus your minuses to get a, a net positive or negative, which you add to the appropriate modifier to get the result of your roll. So which is I, have, I have a zero on my roll, but I do have a plus three in my focus. Right. And okay. when he says he has a zero, he actually has two pluses and two minuses in this particular case, which equals zero. And then, like yeah. he said, he adds his modifier. Thank you for explaining that. Well, if I was at home, I would want to know what was just rolled on the table. It would be, yeah, that's a good thing to do. Um, so your interpretation of this is inside of this building are people from those places. Okay. Which is what? Cemeteries? Mo- uh, multiple and cemeteries and homeless shelters. So could, could, it could be... Would you have shared that with us? Um, I would share that uh, the, the, the store is filled with either the dead or the homeless. So that I would... Tr- I would look in my like mental rolodex of lore <laughs> to okay. see if i've heard of anything supernatural or otherwise that would want to collect either dead or homeless well, for people, some other use people are not going to be missing homeless people exactly that, that'd be a perfect prey right so if you're some sort of hunter okay. but, but this this third eye is you're 
Oh, he sees th- sees things as they are, not that as they not as they appear. Okay, so he's right. seen the true. It's not a metaphorical. I utilize my magical sight to view the mystical true world overlaid onto the material world. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. In my approach, I would use intellect to try to think through if I've heard of anything similar that would match okay. this description. Um, in this case, it is still something that you're not all aware of, so it's going to be a roll. And um, to try and, and take it farther from what Cletus has said and what you are able to see in front of you and what in your knowledge, I'm going to give this a, um, a target of fair, which is plus two. So you're going to roll and add your intellect and uh, match or beat a two as your end roll. Oh, sweet. So, so got... I rolled two pluses, one minus, and a blank. So, so that's one on the dice. The plus and the minus cancel out, so I got plus one on the dice. My intellect is naturally two. Okay. So I've got a three all told, which um, translates to good. The first monster that comes to mind is zombie. And it's a bad thing. I would share that with the party. That, that, that's it. There's only one thing that makes sense here. Um, there's still the question of how, why, what have you, but yeah, that's definitely the monster. Intellect. You're just seeing if you know. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I would have a history of different supernatural, of lore to draw from in my mind, given that I've been hunting for so many years. So going by the rules, there was a contest here based on her knowledge and the situation and the, and the scene situation. And it is approach. And I'm going to keep saying skill or she ability atta- or She stat. attempted an overcome? Um, in this case, it is just a contest. Okay. And, and for me, I was treating it as simple as... Is it going to be clear enough that she knows the monster, and that's the monster I'm going to use, um, or, or not? In which case, it would have just been, you can't find a link. There's, who knows what the thing is in here, right? So you say zombie. So we just zombie. made it clear. Definitely. So I would say, hey, based on what Cletus has told me, zombies may fit. They have a history of, you know, like, according to my... zombie, though? What do you mean zombie? According to my research... <laughs> like what does that mean to us, zombie? Though? I mean, that could be... It could be a mu- multiple things, right? So it could be something well, that came back from the dead. It could be a necromancer Because that's you succeeded um, and added, added an extra plus on top of it, um, these would be uh, creatures that were summoned back from the dead, in this case, by somebody or something. They're not here of their own accord. So it's something sure. to do with necromancy. And on that zombification note, we can wrap up this episode. Bye, everyone. And we all say bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for Ciao. Hasta luego. Sayonara. Nos vemos. En los anuncios. Aloha. Ciao. Aloha. Paca? Paca. Paca. Bye, Nasha. Okay, bye. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.